Hi, I'm Scott Borton. You're listening to Cygnus Perspectives, a regular podcast that offers up leadership and strategy insights for your business success. This month's edition is titled Navigating the Matrix, Who's the Boss? And it's all about how you can effectively navigate situations when you have two or even more bosses. Whether it's a formal arrangement or something that's more project or situation dependent, there's some key insights that I'll be sharing with you that I've acquired from both recent as well as previous client engagements. Have you ever had the feeling that you've got two bosses? Maybe it's been in your personal life, where your partner, for example, insisted on one approach, but your teenager had an entirely different idea about how things should be done. Maybe it was related to vacation plans or the use of the family car. You really want to meet the needs of both of them, despite these wildly differing expectations. So who do you actually respond or report to? Many of us have had similar situations in the workplace. A key client of yours asks for a specific adjustments in a product or service, for instance, while your executive sponsor indicates it just isn't possible, given other priorities or relationships. Or you're providing internal services to an operating business unit, and your boss sets performance parameters regarding deliverables that differ from your internal client's expectations. During a recent Narrative 360 engagement, I had the opportunity to see this play out big time in a company that utilized a matrix structure to actually formalize these dual reporting relationships. In theory, this approach strengthens cross-functional relationship, reduces duplication, encourages cost savings, and ideally creates a tighter bond between a service unit, such as procurement or finance or IT, and the operating business units. In reality, however, it can lead to real challenges for the person reporting to multiple supervisors. This is especially true if those supervisors have varying perceptions regarding the individual's job requirements, key priorities, and even performance expectations. It's even more challenging when the leaders have competing visions of the business itself. If you're a supervisor who has a direct report employee working within these matrix-type relationships, it's essential that you do five key things. Firstly, Clarify and confirm the employee's role, major responsibilities, and key priorities in a joint conversation with other leaders who also provide oversight and direction. Ideally, you'll include your employee in this discussion so everyone gains clarity, and there's some real muscle built in terms of hosting these types of conversations. Secondly, review emerging goals, priorities, and work plans with other leaders as they're established for your employee. Resolve differences at this point in time rather than waiting until problems emerge and the work's well underway. Be sure to put in place clear and transparent monitoring and reporting so that each leader is aware of your employee's progress. Thirdly, confirm how conflicting or competing priorities originating from the different supervisors will be effectively resolved. It's really unfair and quite ineffective for the employee to try and mediate significant differences between their bosses. Your direct and timely engagement in resolving these issues is critical. Fourthly, host regular discussions with the employee and other supervisors regarding the employee's professional development and career progression. Development priorities will be influenced not just by your perceptions, but also by other leaders who may see your employee in unique contexts and with differing stakeholders. And finally, the fifth, confirm your performance review process and metrics with both your employee and other involved leaders. Ensure you provide regular performance feedback during the time that the employee has the multiple bosses and regularly touch base with your colleagues regarding how they perceive your employee's performance. 
A matrix-based approach can be highly beneficial and make good sense given the specific business context. To ensure success, however, this type of leadership model must be embedded with certain elements to support employees, including clarifying and confirming roles and priorities, regularly revisiting agreed-upon commitments, establishing mechanisms to resolve misaligned or competing interests between the various leaders, ensuring continued coaching, mentoring, and professional development, and finally, setting in place agreed-upon performance measures and providing regular, meaningful feedback. Thanks for joining me today. I trust you found something insightful and useful that you can apply in your work world. All the best. I'll talk to you next time.